Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to a very special edition of Busted Open Squared Circle Squad Goals. And we have, I think, three of the best professional wrestlers out there in pro wrestling right now. In 2022, we have Chelsea Green, Dr. Britt Baker, and Deanna Perrazzo. Ladies, thank you so much for joining our special. Thanks for having us. You're going to get canceled for saying that about me, Dave. (laughs) Why? I'm saying it right now. Listen, (laughs) I said it before the show. I could have had anybody. I could have had anybody apart of this special and I wanted you three and there's a special reason why, but also too, I think now here we are in 2022. I'm not going to say best women's wrestlers. It's you guys are the best pro wrestlers going right now. I think it's, I think it's important that we make that distinction, but first of all, I need your ladies help because I'm 50. Okay. And I work with a lot of younger people. Obviously you're from a different generation. I have no idea what squad goals mean. And then uh, our producer, Gabby, is trying to explain some hashtag thing with squad goals. So, wh- I, Chelsea, I'll start with you. What does squad goals mean? What does that mean? It's like it's like friendship goals. Like your your girls, your your guys, your group of friends. Like you guys are – am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, it is satellite radio, so please okay. go right ahead. Yeah, you guys are fucking goals. You're the coolest. You're the best. Everyone wants to be in your little friend group. That's squad goals. Okay, all right. So, so Britt, I'm guessing that's probably why I never heard of squad goals. Well, yeah, because you hang out with Thunder Rosa, so you don't understand anything about any goals. Listen, Thunder Rosa is a very special person in my life. But, uh, Deanna, I, and I know this, and we're going to dive in. You three uh, are very, very good friends and definitely instrumental in each other one's career. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're squad goals. We're there for each other. We can be honest with each other. We are friends in and out of wrestling. Um, we are the three best friends, the three musketeers. Everyone wants to be like us. So we're <laughs> <both>. <laughs> All right. And you guys are laughing and you all have a big smile on your face. But Deanna, like... I would think that that's great because you have a support system here in this business. And in any in any form or career, you need a support system, whether it's friends or whether it's family. But I would also think there's probably some pitfalls when you have a close, uh, you know, Nick group like you have. Yeah, um, uh, I think that I've talked a ton, like especially over the last two years, um, about my success and how much I attribute it to like my close knit circle and both Chelsea and Britt are like two of those instrumental people. Um, but when Chelsea gets canceled, I get canceled. We are two peas in a pod when it comes to things like that. I think that, you know, and we can talk more about this, but Chelsea and Britt uh, are, were also a tag team years ago, get compared to each other a lot. So um, definitely like finding our own little niches and, and branching out from just being the three best friends has, has had its um, highs and its lows. That's actually exactly what I was going to say is the fact that whenever I post um, about being friends with people, and I don't think that that audience does this to males as much, but I always, always have so many comments about how I look like somebody else. Always. I think one of the cons 
do is like by default when you're you when you surround yourself with people so often in the business like you get trapped in in comparing yourself to them or comparing your success or your journey to them and like you cannot do that because that's uh, that's such a trap to just be miserable because like for the longest time um I remember Chelsea and Deanna were signed to WWE and I was like on the lonely indie road thinking like <laughs> man ever gonna make it but it's just everyone has a different path and you, yeah, you just have I to agree. Have for support versus like um, a measuring stick. And, and I think that support is, is key. And I do think there is some prejudice when you come to that, because just talking to you now, if there's guys and there's been throughout the history of pro wrestling, you know, little groups of gentlemen that have their support system. And that seems to be very cool friendships. That's great. Is it different when you talk about females, Britt? I, always like the male male and females are always going to be there's always going to be the giant difference between them in, re- in professional wrestling in all categories like wrestling friendship everything but i just think i don't know i think men get such a more of a free pass with stuff than females do and it's i don't know if i think we're still struggling like you know we're still you know a, a woman in a man's world when it comes to professional wrestling so i don't know if they just find more reasons to try to nudge us out but um i do think we're making improvements too of, of women and, and our you know squad goals kind of being more normalized more than, than you know just like a caddy group that's trying to make it in professional wrestling i get it and then you said the word caddy so chelsea and, and dion i see you both like nodding your heads is there that pre- do you feel that there's a little bit of prejudice because like you know, like Britt just said, when it comes to guys, it, you know, it doesn't seem to be an issue, but it does seem to be an issue with, with women. And why? Why is that? You would think I that that should feel, be admired about Yeah, that. but I, I just, I think Britt said it perfectly. Like, no matter what, we may have broken through glass ceilings in, in terms of main eventing or um, being the the top stars whether we're female or male and things like that but there's just so many other categories and sections of of professional wrestling and I really don't think it's professional wrestling I really think it's just professional um sports in general that uh we just have so many other little avenues that we kind of need to um normalize if that makes sense yeah yeah I I agree yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, you don't necessarily hear about, you know, three or four or five females coming together and just sticking as a unit. I think that we have been able to do that, you know, for the better part of the last 10 years of our entire career. We found people that we get and we've just stuck together through the shit times and the great times. And I don't necessarily think women still get the credit for that it's still it's catty and there's only one position for women so you have to fight and i think that what makes us squad goals but also what makes women actually women um especially in professional wrestling is the fact that you can celebrate your victories and and be there in defeat uh without thinking like well what about me and what does this do for me um we have to normalize that and i think things like this help us normalize that for women moving forward and for women coming up I also think that it's funny because we use this word caddy, but we never say that about men. Men do the exact same thing. We are all fighting. And actually, if we just take a step back and and look at the grand scheme of things, um, you know, there might not be as many spots for women, but there are also not as many female wrestlers. And and that, that so there are thousands and thousands of male wrestlers and there are not that many spots they are doing the same thing they're scratching and clawing to get to the top like we all are the exact same way but for some reason a female is labeled as caddy and what's a man strong or dominant or fearless to try to get what they want do you know what i mean like it's it it really is so silly we're all doing the same thing to try to succeed and And that's and and that's why i wanted to bring that up yeah, and, I, and that's why I wanted to bring that up because I think it is important. First, because all three of you are mentors and inspirational in your own way. Uh, and I think there is a generation of, of young women and young men that are watching you guys perform on a weekly basis, no matter what show you're on. And they know, hey, this is something that I can achieve and this is a goal that I can make my, for, for myself and actually accomplish. But I, I think you're right, Chelsea, when it comes to certain terminology, you don't hear that about men. And I know from my house here, I, you know, I have I have a wife, I have a daughter and I see the struggles that they have to go through in their everyday life, whether it's in school or whether it's in a career. And, and I'm sure those 
those types of struggles you've had to go through as well. But the thing that's great is that you do have each other no matter what. So my next question for all three of you, and Britt, we'll start with you. How did you meet? How did you become friends, the three of you? Okay. Um, I, I hope we all have the same story. This is- <laughs> I bet we don't, but it's great. I'll start, I'll start with Deanna, just because this is cute. Um, my I came up in with IWC Wrestling in Pittsburgh. And I remember uh, when I was, you know, I just was was cooking. I just became the champion, and the promoter was like, "Hey, who's a female you want me to bring in for you to work?" And I, I said, "Wow, there's this really good girl in New Jersey, Deanna, and I would love to be able to work her." So I was like, kind of like a fangirl of Deanna at the time, and he brought her in for me to be able to work. And it, that was like the coolest thing ever because I was working this like in my in my eyes, like Deanna was a veteran at that point. She, <laughs> she, she was she was just like the the queen of the Northeast. Um, and that was really cool. And then we we kind of just stuck from there. And then with Chelsea, we were like online friends, but like what a year <laughs> or two we ever even met. And then was it it was it when I picked you up from the airport in Pittsburgh when we finally yeah. met? Yeah. The same thing. I, I I really used and abused my power at IWC because I just booked my friends. I guess now that I look at it, but I I again Chelsea was booked at IWC, and I was like, I'll go get her at the airport. We're like really good friends. Meanwhile, I had never met her in space. <laughs> talking and again we all like Chelsea and I specifically bonded with like the highs and the lows of women's wrestling because we had kind of been playing the 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 same game with WWE at the time where it's like well we don't like we don't need your look right now and we don't need a a five seven five eight white female or uh we'll email you in three to six months I swear to god they were copy and pasting the same emails to me and Chelsea so we would kind of like compare to each other we were never like lying we would we were super black and white with each other super you know concrete hey i got this what about you you got this uh well you know not now let's play on the indies so that's my version of the story so you guys can go ahead and tell yours (laughs) i mean Um, that's exactly the way i remember it too and um and it was funny because i do feel like in in wrestling male or female um, people are very coy about their situation. They they don't want to lay their cards on the table and things like that. And and I always from the get told Diana and Britt everything that WWE was saying and and screenshot emails and things like that and sent it to them because I yeah. just felt like we are so much stronger when we know what they're saying to everyone. And and that's how Britt and I figured out real quick like. Uh, like the copy and pasting oh they're they're literally saying the same thing to us okay well there's nothing we can do so let's go and you know like be a tag team or whatever um and then with with Deanna it was the exact same thing as Brit where like I was following her on social media and and messaging and things like that and we ended up being booked on a show together and um before the show I think it was before the show right D that we went to Mellow Mushroom Mushroom. we sat we sat um beside each other but there was like someone in the middle and that person literally had to like put their chair back because we did not stop talking the entire dinner and and we were best friends from there on out I love actually Chelsea even thought for a second she ate pizza before a show because Chelsea was I like, I would never, <laughs> <laughs> never, I know. I know the answer to this question. <laughs> and she probably didn't eat pizza. She was probably like, I'll have the, the chicken salad, that, please. Yeah. Little chicken dressing on the side. Um, yes. Okay, so what's so funny is Chelsea and I ended up at the gym earlier uh, t- today together. And, uh, I was like, okay, so we have this thing we have to record later. Um, do you know how I met Brit? Because I don't remember if it was on a show or we had met prior or what it was. So, uh, was it the three-way that we had at IWC? There was a match before that in, in Pittsburgh where you came and oh. it was, um, I'm trying to think of who else came with, I don't even remember, but it was, we had the three-way after that. Oh gosh. We- okay. I thought yeah. it was the three-way and we have this picture of I'm holding the ropes where Brit's getting in and we just look like babies. We look like we're 10 years old and we don't know what we're doing. In okay, but also can we just talk about, of course, Deanna wouldn't remember because she had 350 matches that year. <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't think I've had that many in my career. No, same. Oh. 
uh, honestly, there's a notebook somewhere in this office with all of them written down. I think that year I wrestled like 117 matches. That's why she's so good. Yeah. So wait, Theon, are you, are you, do you have the notebook with all your matches and everything that you've done? Yeah. Um, so what's funny is, and I have been meaning to buy Jericho's new book that he just came out with because years and years ago I had read one of them and he said how he kept a notebook of every single match with the finish, how many fans there were, how much money he made. Um, and up until like raw 2006 when he wrestled Cena and whatever happened. Um, and I just thought it was really interesting and a really cool like habit that he had. And it was something I wanted to do for me. So once I started like actively wrestling all over the Northeast, I I've always gotten a planner and it's, I write it down still to this day. That's, that's amazing. And, and I mentioned earlier that all three of you have inspired a new generation of people who are watching you on TV and now want to become professional wrestlers because of what they've seen and, you know, the art that you have been able to present inside that squared circle. So, you know, Britt, we'll start with you. Like, who inspired you to step into the squared circle? Uh, well, I don't know necessarily step inside the squared circle, but who really, like, motivated me in the start of my indie career was Candice LeRae because uh, I, I was – driving back and forth between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And especially um, at that time, there weren't that many female independent wrestlers, especially up in the Northeast. So she, she was basically my wrestling mom at the times I was training with her. And I really went to her for pretty much everything, like wrestling advice or like how to ask promoters for like X amount of money and how do I get more book, how do I get more looks? Um, you know, I remember going to Shimmer for the first time. I was so afraid of the locker room and, and Candace was like, no, just, just make sure you say hi to this person this person and this person and you'll be fine so I I mean like I really owe her the world because she taught me so much earlier on and not just like the technical wrestling but everything else that has to go in the wrestling bubble for it to work and so that the bubble doesn't burst and, and Britt for you too like you know and we've spoken about this but like people that you used to watch people that inspired you like after some of the matches that you've had in your short career like reaching out to you appreciating your work yeah that's something i'll never get used to like trish and lita and comment just commenting saying they're they loved a match but that they they're proud of of what i'm doing in wrestling and that that they find me inspiring that's that's I don't know. I don't think that's ever going to sink in as like something realistic. That's just sort of like a pinch me moment that I'm, I'm just going to save the screenshot of the tweets forever and ever <laughs> and like frame them with children to see and say it was real. It was a thing. <laughs> Chelsea, how about you? Who's inspired you? <laughs> um, uh, well, I mean, so I didn't grow up as like a huge wrestling fan. My sister really loved wrestling, but I wasn't even allowed to watch it. And we would have to sneak upstairs while my mom was cooking dinner to watch raw. And uh, so I really didn't know. I mean, other than Trish is a literal legend in Canada. And I think that that's who every female will forever have on their list of people they've looked up to other than Trish. I actually fell in love with wrestling when I saw the most beautiful woman in the whole planet, Kelly Kelly in her sparkly purple outfit in Victoria in like 2007, maybe. I saw her in that ring, in that purpley sequin bra. And I was like, holy shit. I did not know wrestlers could be that, I mean, beautiful and perfect. And, um, and, and that was it for me. She is like the one person that, I mean, I emulated my gear after her when I first started and, uh, now it's really weird because she's actually not that much older than me and we talk and it's a little bit uncomfortable that I um, idolized her so hard, but that's okay. Fuck it. I know. I mean, it does, it doesn't matter as long as it inspired you. It doesn't really, it, it, it could be different for everybody. And I'm sure all the answers we're going to get are completely different. What about well, and, you, and, and they oh, change, right? They yeah. change as we go. I mean, I, I still love Kelly Kelly, of course. Um, and, and the way that she like presented herself and things like that, but there are just so many good females now that I watch and look up to. And I had no idea that indie wrestling or Japanese wrestling or Mexican wrestling was even a thing at that time. So I was just so narrow-minded. Well, listen, uh, opinions change. Like I do a show with Bully Ray. I thought he was a good guy. And then I started working with him and I found out he's a fucking asshole. Deanna, uh, how about you? Who, who, who's inspired you? 
you know, to get yeah, into I, that ring. I was one of those Trish kids that it was okay. like, I loved to love her when you were supposed to love her. And I hated her when I was supposed to hate her. And I, then I hated Lita because she feuded with Trish and, and then Mickey, I hated Mickey. Um, I was just like that diehard nine-year-old wrestling fan that uh, saw someone get hit over the head with a chair. And I was like, what is this entire world? This is so insane. Um, and then when I got to see the women do it, I was like, I don't know how I'll do that, but I think I could be really good at that one day. And um, I just never grew out of that. Uh, so when I turned 18, I was like, I'm gonna be a wrestler now, everybody. Um, but yeah, Trish was my absolute idol. Like that is who I wanted to be. Um, and then, you know, once I got into wrestling, I didn't have any girls to train with. Um, so Damien, my trainer was just kind of like who I was like, well, this is the only person I know in wrestling and he's supposed to be really good. He's teaching me. I'm going to do exactly what he does. And, um, everything he taught me still to this day are things that I do every day. And, and, and I've said this to you before, and you're speaking of Damian Adams, who's a trainer here in New Jersey. Um, I got to see him on the indie scene wrestle. And, and I, I've said this from the day I first saw him in the ring, and I'll say it now, probably one of the best professional wrestlers I've ever seen in the ring. I remember seeing him for the first time, and I thought he was going to be the biggest star. And it's unbelievable that maybe he didn't do that for himself in the ring, but he's been able to train people like you that have gone on to accomplish so much. Yeah, that's his, that's his thing. He's like, I don't, it was never about like making it to, you know, raw or SmackDown. I got to dabble in all of those things, but his greatest accomplishment now, I think, you know, I echo this for him is the fact that he's gotten to see my success or he's gotten to see Karen's and Tasha's success. And, you know, he's had Chelsea come and stay with us for the week and train and Brits come and train with us. So I think that he's just left his legacy and lived it through all of us makes him the most happy. Yeah, and, and one thing I want to get into with all three of you is how far you've come in such a short time. And Britt, you know, for somebody who wanted to be a pro wrestler, has been able to accomplish and realize that dream. But now you're one of the biggest stars in AEW. You know, you're you're one of the pillars of the company. You know, thousands of people chant your name, DMD. And so much is goes on. Like, Can you even really conceive how far you've come in such a, in such a short time. No, not at all. I, it's, it's really important to stay grounded in professional wrestling. And I always say that, like, I feel like my dental job really helps me with that because you go from being a wrestling superstar on Wednesday to like kids, my fingers off on Thursday in the dental office. But it's, <laughs> you know, it is really cool to look at it, like just the journey, because I remember like when, when AW first started and I was signed and I was, I was just so excited to have a contract at the time, but then they're like, okay, go wrestle on live TV. And I'm like, but wait, what, where, where's, what's the hard game? I didn't even know. I didn't, I knew nothing about wrestling on TV. And now like that, I own that camera. The floor camera is basically has DMG written on it at this point, just because that's something I've really, really worked on, but just to see your, your own personal growth, it's so cool to, that we're so lucky that we have YouTube now just to like click a YouTube link. And I watch my first matches and I'm like, Oh my God, what was I doing? I knew nothing. And then just to see your progress, it's, it's so, so cool. But again, you have to, you have to stay grounded and sit, like, there's still so much work to be done. Like I nitpick everything. We all, all three of us, we send our matches to each other all the time. And like for, for literally for criticism, it's, it's, it's a weird, sick, sick and twisted punishment. Like, oh my God, look how bad this match is. Why did I do Like we, we look <laughs> at each other for like criticism, which is funny because I think we know that we're all going to be honest with each other. And that's why, <laughs> and you have to have that. You have to have somebody being honest with you so that you get better. Cause if someone's just, you know, blowing sunshine up your ass, no one's getting better doing that. That's awesome. So Chelsea would go to you because obviously, and, and listen, you, you cause quite a stir at times on TV. So what's it like for you to be able to see you realize your dream, uh, to be, to get to, to the place where people are watching you on a weekly basis and not only watching you, but, per, you know, actually trying to predict what you're going to do next. I think the funny thing about my journey is that because I, I didn't have this lifelong goal of being a wrestler, I was super naive. Um, I realize that now, but I was naive for like the first five years of my career. And, and I was handed opportunities that I absolutely did not deserve at the time. I, I felt like I had not worked hard enough for it or been through that struggle. Um, but I just took the opportunity and I ran with it. And I didn't even know what I had, even 
the character of the hot mess. Like I had no idea that looking back on it, it was going to be something that we all continue to talk about. And, and when I meet people, you know, they still reminisce with me about that character um, because I was so naive and I just didn't yeah. even think I didn't go on Twitter and see what people were saying. I, I didn't like, it's just, it's so crazy now that I've been through kind of all these struggles and I've, I have all this, these crazy stories about where I've been. Like I was just living on another planet when I was coming up with the hot mess. And I'm so grateful I was because had I listened to the internet and cared what people thought or even known to look at Reddit or whatever it is, a vanity search things, I would have never done those things. I would have never gone through with any of that. And thank God cancel culture started now and not then because I'm sure I would have been canceled for that too. Yeah, but you know what? It's I, I feel like almost being naive a little bit was definitely to your advantage. Because like you said, if you were aware of it, you never would have been able to take those chances. Uh, I mean, even me, even me leaving Impact after winning the title, like that was such a stupid, naive thing to do. But my my career even took off after that and and being able to main event lucha underground like had i even known how big lucha underground was do you think that i would have gone out there with not a care in the world to main event against a dude never i would have been so in my head but i was never in my head because i had no clue that's that's amazing now diana for somebody that trained for so long i know this was a dream of yours for such a long time and even having your own support system in new jersey of of people that now have made it in the business as well. Like, what was it like for you? And what is it like now? Like, do you take a step back? Do you look at it and say, wow, I can't believe I've done this? Or do you pat yourself on the back and say, wow, <laughs> like this, I'm, I'm being honest, because at some yeah. point, you do have to smell the roses, right? Because you have accomplished so much. Yeah, I think it's it's this unique thing because had you asked nine-year-old Gianna, like, would you have accomplished all of this? She would have been like, absolutely, you would have accomplished all this. Um, but then when you're in the thick of it and, you know, Chelsea was so naive to it and I was the complete opposite. Like, everything mattered to me. Every match had to be perfect. Every opportunity, there was no fun for me. It was just like, I need to wrestle so I can get to, to the next thing. And what's the next thing? And what, what more can I do? And, you know, WWE has me on NXT, but I want to do Ring of Honor. And I want to, how do I get into Impact? There was no fun and there was no living in the moment because everything was so stressful and so meaningful to me that now flip the script. I'm like, I just want to have fun and I don't want to care and I want to enjoy what I'm doing. And I think the less that I've cared, not cared, but the less I've been so strict on myself and so hard on myself, the more I've been able to really come out of my shell and let people see who Deanna, the real person is in the ring and not just like, I'm this wrestler that only cares about wrestling. I have a personality and I, I want to have fun with this, but you know, nine-year-old Deanna and an 18-year-old Deanna just had a vision and a focus. Um, and there was no no peripheral in that. And I've been able to grow from that and then really just enjoy where I'm at and see the success and know that if, if there's no more of this in a year or two, then I'm so happy with what I've been able to accomplish. See, that's, that's awesome. That's a great, healthy attitude to have. Like, for you, Britt, like, you've accomplished so much. We talked about it before. If you walked away tomorrow you could look at your career and say, I have accomplished everything that I wanted to do. And you have other life goals. All three of you. No have way. Other life Nobody goals. ever feels that way. <laughs> Britt will never be like, oh, you know what? That was perfect. That's good. No I, way. I, I am like a brutal, brutal. I'm so hard on myself. We all three of us are really like we're we. It's like you, you, you do something and then you get walk to the back and you're like, man, was that terrible or was it okay? <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate with how much I've been able just the opportunities I've been given in such a short amount of time and, and just the progress I've made for myself and for, on behalf of the women's division, cause it, it's, you know, it's all brand new. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like even in 10 years, 20 years there, you, 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 I mean, I will not be wrestling for 20 years, but there will always, there always have unfinished business, I think into a degree. Always. Is that, is yeah. that like an athlete's state of mind too because i used to work with shannon sharp and he told me at night when he puts his head on his pillow he never thinks of the super bowls he won he thinks about the big games he's lost like when you look at yeah. that is is that some yeah. of the struggles of an athlete chelsea and i see you nodding is 
Are, is that kind of that mindset of an athlete? All of us have the same mindset, I think. And if you don't, then you're probably not succeeding. You set a goal, you hit the goal. And literally as you're hitting the goal, you're thinking of the, the next thing you want to do. I talk to so many people about this because I think we all have that issue of not just being in the moment and being happy, but thinking like, well, well, fuck now this is over. What, what's next? And like, what do I want to do next? And where am I going to go? And how am I going to make myself bigger? Or how am I going to get everything I ever dreamed of? Right? Like that is, that is, I feel why all of these wrestlers have succeeded because there is such a low success rate in wrestling compared to the NHL, the NFL, the MLB. There's so many more spots for those guys. And those, those guys still have that same mentality, but in wrestling, like you cannot sleep for two seconds. You need to think about what you're going to do next, the next moves you're going to make, how you're going to stay relevant. And then not only that, but what are you going to do once this is over? Because this could be over at any moment. And I'm not just talking about getting fired. I'm talking about all of the ways that you can get injured. Absolutely. And, and, you, and you probably can't have that in your mind at the time because that could get in your head where you could get injured. So I'm going to ask all three of you and, and Deanna, start with you. When was the moment that you realized, all right, I kind of, I made it. I am what I always wanted to be. What was that moment for you? I I think originally that moment. Other than being on busted open, of course. What was (laughs) it like for you in the ring? I think uh, in the ring, it's just been within the last like two years of impact. I've really been like, I'm a full package. Um, I feel confident and comfortable in what I'm doing and I, and I can own that. But I think I, I would have never been able to feel this way about impact without what I went through in NXT. Because I think that original moment, I had fought so long for NXT to see value in me and to want me to be on their roster that when they were like, we want you, I dropped everything. And I was like, yes, finally, I cannot say no to this. Um, and, you know, I, I gave up being an, on all in with them. I gave up, uh, you know, the three month tour of Japan to go. And I was like, if I don't capitalize on this opportunity, it might not ever come again. And this is the opportunity I've been working so hard for. Um, but I wouldn't feel that way about impact where I'm like, I'm a full package now. And, and uh, you know, the world sees my value finally, had I not gone through that. Brett, where was that moment for you? I don't know. I think I'm still kind of chasing it to a degree. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I recognize my accomplishments and I, and I'm thankful and I'm appreciative of just my self growth, my self growth, but I'm also like, I just want to be so much bigger and, and better than I am now. Like I, I fall into the trap of sometimes I set goals that are, you know, maybe a little bit brutal to achieve sometimes, but at the same, that's, that's why, and I'm also really stubborn with my goals too, but that's also why I'm a wrestler and dentist. So I'm, I kind of am in my mind, like the best is yet to come. All right. But what I, let me throw out a moment that I thought was extremely significant. I got kind of teary eyed and I'm just a fan, you know, dynamite in Pittsburgh, huge crowd in Pittsburgh. Everybody's chanting your name. Everybody's got terrible towels. Like, what was, you know, put yourself back in that moment, you know, yeah. was that a moment for you where you, you were like, all right, I accomplished some of my goals, but also like, did you take that moment, absorb it and take it in and enjoy it? Yeah. I'll, I'll even back it up before that. When, when the crowds first, or when they first came back, when we were at Daly's place and we had our first full arena after being like over a year, I, I cut a promo and it was in the live with a live audience. And when I finished and I said D and, and the whole crowd did it with me, it, I almost like stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, Whoa, that was kind of cool. And then obviously Pittsburgh. I mean, that's, that's like a dream to go back to you know your home city and everybody's just on board with you even you know i'm a heel i'm a bad guy but like it, when it when it's your yeah. hometown that doesn't care uh that's it's like i said it's a pinch moment it's so surreal of course but that doesn't mean that i'm where i want to be i mean i'm not going to stay stagnant i still want i still have big goals and big dreams and big aspirations chelsea what if, where's that moment for you have you had i've not had that moment i wow. there's no way i've had that moment if I've had that moment, I will be very sad because I just feel like I was, I feel like I like, I'm so close to what I want. And then I'm like, mm, maybe this isn't the moment because I still feel the same. And I like, like Britt said, I still have, 
I, I have so many more goals and dreams for myself and I want to be so much better and I want to be so much bigger. And, and this isn't it, you know, where I am right now is not it. Um, and then I definitely didn't realize that the hot mess was going to be so like kind of ridiculous and iconic as a crazy character. I did not realize that in that moment. So that definitely wasn't it. All in was a really, really, really cool moment to be chosen by these huge names in the independent on the independent scene, you know, like to be chosen by the Bucks and Cody and Kenny as someone that that deserved that spot out of only four or five women. That was a really huge moment for me. And I will never forget after getting pinned, like just like looking at the crowd and being like, holy shit, is this what success feels like? Cause this feels like the best feeling in the world. And I was so happy for like a week after. Um, but then looking back, like there's so much more that I want to do. That wasn't it. And I'll tell you what, WWE wasn't it. Like that wasn't <laughs> my moment. My 14 seconds in the Royal Rumble wasn't it. So what was it? I don't know. I think we're getting there. I'm getting closer, but um, I do think that when I, when I got fired, there was a moment where I was, you know, contacted by all the companies that I wanted to work for. And I, I just was like, damn, like they want me. That's a really cool feeling. They want me. They think I'm good enough. They believe in me. And that's something that I didn't get at NXT. And I was really, really thankful. And it gave me the confidence back. Like, oh shit, I have kind of made it. I am a name. People, you know, people want to see Chelsea on their TV. So maybe that was it. Shit. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I think that as we go through these like things in life, we're never going to, I don't know, for me, I don't think I'll ever like know that that was the moment, but yeah. I, and I feel like, again, with that athlete's mindset, we're always going to be like, oh, I really like where I am now, but you know, what's next? But I think that when we take that second back and we look like, okay, me beating Jordan for the title at Slam, you know, 2020 or Brit in Pittsburgh or all in for Chelsea, like we have to look back and realize that those moments are the moments, but we just have this competitive nature to ourselves that it's like, yeah. I didn't think it was the moment because I was thinking about the next moment. Yes, it's a problem. <laughs> it is a problem and, and we I think all have it. I haven't, I think just this year I've realized like, no, I'm where I've always wanted to be. And I'm just trying to enjoy that because, you know, who knows when the next moment is, I don't know. And I have personal goals and professional goals, but like we've hit all of those collectively. We just have to constantly remind each other of that. And I think that's something that we're as a friend group really good at is like, I remind Chelsea all the time, like, bitch, you were in the Royal Rumble. Bitch, you wrestled Chelsea, uh, you wrestled Charlotte Flair on Raw. Remember that because those were moments for you. Um, and we just have to constantly not be thinking next, next, next and, and live in. Well, and I think that's important because for myself as a fan, uh, for my daughter as a fan, like those things that you just threw out there are things that stick in our minds and memories as fans. And, you know, I look at you and you should definitely understand those accomplishments and you're there for a reason and, and you're able to accomplish it for a reason. And the fact that you guys remind each other of those moments, I think is very special and very important. I think your friendship together is very special and very important. And you've been through a lot of highs and a lot of lows together. So let me ask you, Chelsea, you know, has there been, you know, could you share specific moments or stories where, you know, Britt and Deanna have helped you pull you through a tough situation? You know, oh my God, uh, career this entire, wise. This entire past, I mean, definitely once I, when I got fired and there was so much shit that happened in my personal life that they just like, I, I feel like they held on to me and just dragged me out of the hole that I was getting myself in <laughs> just emotionally, mentally, everything. Um, but even before that, you know, like Deanna and I went through some really dark times at NXT that I don't think either of us will ever speak publicly about. And Britt wasn't there. And that really helped us like see the light. Like she was just having this amazing time living her dream at, at AEW and doing all these awesome things. And, and, and Deanna and I were able to be like, okay, you know, like there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Like, look, look at what Brit is doing. And, and, you know, Brit was in such an awesome, like high time in her life that she was able to be like, you guys, it's not that big of a deal. Like relax, go to work. You're getting paid. You have a contract. You're doing exactly what you wanted to do. This, this was your goal. You're there. 
chill out. Like, and, uh, and there's been so many of those moments, but definitely, um, in it during NXT and then after being released was the times that I needed them the most. Yeah. I mean, being there with Chelsea and NXT, and I, like I've definitely talked more about the terribleness that I went through there than Chelsea has, but she was with me through all of it. And if it wasn't just me going through it, we were going through it together. So I think, you know, I echo that in terms of having Brit on the other side, just to, to ground us and be like, okay, what does this really matter? And what's one person's opinion of you or one person not liking you? Like, look at the big picture of this entire wrestling world and realize that the the what you're going through is not it. And what you're going through doesn't encompass everything you could be doing. Um, so it was really grounding to have her outside of that. But, you know, I think that uh, what I've been through in my personal life and going through, you know, a breakup and things like that, that then yeah. bled into work and things that, you know, people I've never spoken about publicly, like they were the two people that were at my house 24 seven, you know, to just comfort me and texting me to make sure I was okay and letting me know that, you know, people were thinking about me and I wasn't going through this alone. So um, I think more, more than just wrestling, like these are the two people that will be in my life for the rest of my life because of the bad stuff we've been through together and how they've again dragged me out of my trenches too wait you look like you're gonna cry i was like am i gonna cry don't (laughs) (laughs) classic classic mine was like remember like so like really early on when we were all you know pretty new you guys were able to to do so much more than because i was in school i had dental school so like I wasn't able to go to Japan when you guys could go to like for two years and, and just, you know, drop everything and go to be an extra NXT. Like there's so many times I had to say no because I, and it, for me at the time, like I felt like I was like dental school was suffocating me and they were all, they were so good about being like, no, like you're, you're going to be a dentist. That's so freaking cool. And like hindsight, if I didn't stick through dental school, like there is no DMD. So no, that that's, you wouldn't have been you. That's a, such a huge part of who I am and my character inside and outside of wrestling um and then also just like the early days of of AEW when it was like the fans were brutal like reminding me every second of every day like you don't know what you're doing and I'm like I know I'm trying guys I'm uh that, that was like you know the you you really have to take a step back and and just remember that people are so they're, they're gonna say something negative to on Twitter before they say something positive because they just want you know they want to feel heard and like their big mouths matter to us which they do sometimes which is unfortunate because I think wrestling as a whole needs to be better about like shutting toxic Twitter out and, and even like the good Twitter like so many people and I know I'm guilty of it when you when you have a match you go back and you know you text your mom you text your friends and then you like look on Twitter to see what are people saying we just need to like stop that and get rid of that because it's it's you're asking yourself for disappointment because there's always going to be assholes on there telling you that you know you look fat or you your match sucks or you're overrated or you're this or you're that and it that that's like what a couple thousand people versus the millions at home yeah. that are watching you or buying your merch or this or that it's 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 unfortunate that like social media has has really has so much control of us now that then i think that used to in the past but we need to let it go and just breathe and focus on the present not what's going on in the cyber world yeah and that's hard to do i mean that's just human nature i know for myself after a show you know, you can have a hundred people on social media say, wow, that was a really good show. But the one person that thinks you're a hack, that's the one that you're focused on and you're concentrated on. And, 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 and Chelsea, you know, you're somebody that's definitely polarizing on social media. That's almost impossible to kind of change that perception, right? It's, it's, look, I didn't even know I was polarizing until I was. And there's no changing it. That is something that now I will live with until I delete Twitter. And at some point, probably all of us are going to delete Twitter for one reason or another at some point. Now, one thing I want to get into you is relationships. And believe me, I am not a relationship coach. I'm on my third marriage. The third one is a charm. (laughs) Violetta, my wife, is absolutely amazing. But the pierogi queen. The pierogi queen. And until you tasted my wife's pierogi, you haven't tasted heaven. But at the same time, uh, relationships relationships are difficult and we've all been through difficult times in relationships, breakups and, and, and great times in relationships as well. All three of you, you know, are in a relationship with somebody that's in the same business as you are. 
How difficult is that? Or does it make things easier? So, Deanna, does it make things easier being in a relationship with somebody that is into professional wrestling? It definitely does make it easier in terms of, you know, they, they understand the struggles. They understand, you know, why you're uh, super high and then you're super low sometimes. And they mm -hmm. understand that you come home and you're exhausted and you don't want to do with do anything or deal with anyone. Um, and having Steve be able to travel with me and see the world with him and, and uh, things like that really make it easy. But I think it also does make it harder in some ways because you come home and, and wrestling doesn't necessarily turn off then. Um, like he especially is constantly like, well, what about this move? And I'm thinking about this and I'm like, dude, I don't want to freaking talk about wrestling. Like, uh, you know, you just constantly are, are on the same wavelength with work um, that sometimes it doesn't turn off. And then two, you're dealing with like criticism from your partner and it isn't always done in the nicest way or uh, they kind of don't understand why you're upset with them again, because it's like, I want to turn off or he wants to turn off and it's hard because you're just living that 24 seven, I guess. Britt, how about you? Because you've, your, your relationship with Adam, like, first of all, he was on a show that was right opposite of, of your show. And now you're both in the same company together. What was that like? Um, so even like before that early on, even when he was still with, with ring of honor, when we first started dating, like right away, when you start dating, that's such a bigger star and what's more well-known, like you lose your identity. You're then Adam Cole's girlfriend, which for me, like that, that was really hard for a minute because like, I wanted to, I didn't want to hide that we were dating and, and I didn't, but I, I also didn't want, I wanted to be respected as my own wrestler too. So, um, fast forward now that's, it's, we're way past that. Like I'm the DMD and he's baby. There's no, there's no Madam Cole here. So I, right now, I, this is like one of the, one of my, the best times of my entire life because I get to travel with him. And when we're at work, we we're both so busy. We have so much stuff to do that there's times where we don't even really see each other until the end of the night when we're at work. But then when the show's over, we get to go back to the hotel together and go to dinner and have a drink. And it's, that's the best thing ever because that's who I call at the end of the night anyway. And now I don't have to call him. I usually, he's just right there. Yeah. That's awesome. And Chelsea for you. And congratulations, by the way, Chelsea, um, Thank you. you married a special one. Like this is like, there's all, there's many levels to the man that you decided to share your, your life with. First of all, forget about the wrestling, the star Wars stuff. Like you gotta, by now, you got to be sick of it. And I'm glad that there's actually a space in your home where there isn't Star Wars memorabilia hanging from yeah. the walls. But but yeah. like he's doing something where he's making his own way still like he's kind of betting on himself. So what is that like, you know, being in a relationship with somebody that's constantly changing in the world of pro wrestling? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm like thinking of so many things right now because I actually just had this conversation with Deanna um, about how I'm, I'm so proud of him. Very proud of him. I just think, I do think it's very funny how there are people, um, a couple people in this conversation right now who have already done the things that my husband has done, but has not got recognition for it. Deanna has gone and bopped around from company to company for years, okay? For years. People are acting as if Matt is the first motherfucker to do this. No, 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 no. Deanna was doing this and being an extra at all different companies at all different times four, five years ago, okay? And then I got, and I actually tried to get him to do this exact same thing that he's doing when he first was released and he was like, mm, no, I said, then I'm going to do it. When, when I get released, I'm going to work everywhere. And I'm going to show you that people, this is going to open up people's eyes and people are going to be like, oh shit, you can work everywhere and, and not, there's no rules to this game. Um, so it's kind of funny that now everyone's like, oh my God, he's changed the whole landscape when people have been doing this. But on the other hand, I'm so proud of him. He was put in a box for so long and um, he has completely, completely changed what everyone um, thinks of him. I don't know where I went off on a tangent on that. It is, I like working with him. Um, I like working with him. We had, we did not work together for four years. We were like ships passing in the night. We had totally different schedules. We had never worked 
together in any capacity. And so now it's really cool to be able to share all of this with him um, in a different way, in a way like we have gone through things separately and now we can come together and, and be a team, a literal tag team and, and a tag team in life and everything. Um, but you know, it doesn't come with its struggles, of course, because when you, whether it's best friends or a partner, um, when you put someone together at home, on the road, at work, in interviews, like that's a lot for anyone. So we're learning to navigate like this weird new life that we've come up with. And, and like you said, he's ever changing, right? So I'm kind of just doing my own thing. And when I can join him with whatever it is, his newest venture, I, I try to do it. And also I try to keep my own identity. Like Britt said, it's, it's a very fine line and I'm I'm, I'm working on it. And that's something that Matt and I talk about often is making sure that we still have our own identities. And there's a reason for someone to come and watch just me and watch just him. Well, I have to say for all three of you, you know, Chelsea, Britt and Deanna, uh, I'm huge fans of all three of you. I think what you've been able to accomplish in the world of wrestling is second to none. Uh, I'm glad that I have a platform like SiriusXM that I get to talk to the three of you and get to promote the product that you are a part of because I think you're all very special. I want to give you all your flowers. And listen, I'm not the only one. There's millions of fans that do this on a weekly basis, but you three uh, inspire me to continue to do what I do. And um, for a next generation, for a new generation of fans, whether it's my daughter or some young girl or some young boy who's watching pro wrestling for the first time and seeing you three on their TV screen or the first time they go to arena and actually watch you in the ring, that you do inspire people. You do get people to, you're like we talk about the Trishes and Alitas, there are people that are watching the Chelsea Greens and the Britt Bakers and the Deanna Perazzos and are saying, you know what, this is what I want to do for a living. So you're doing that. And I want to thank you for inspiring millions of people, uh, for putting on a product that I enjoy on a weekly basis. And I get to talk about for a living. So thank you for that. And, and thank you for all you do. And thank you for your time today. I truly appreciate it. All three of you mean a lot to me. And I appreciate you all. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen. And Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.